Don't stress, that's dumb, I'm here, and it's nice to be alive. When you boil it down to that, it seems kind of simple, right? Ballpark music's positivity exploded out of our radios and into our hearts. And frontman Sam Cromack is a very deep thinker. We're going to crack a bit of his philosophy open today. You'll also find out the unexpected instrument that they picked up for this song that would help define their sound. I'm Linda Mariano. It's inspired from Triple J with the stories behind the songs that you love. This is ballpark music and it's nice to be alive. Hello, thanks for having me. Tell us the story of that song. We didn't even remotely feel like it was a standout track. Yeah, obviously it was on our debut, so at this time we were working on a lot of songs, you know, just writing, writing, writing all the time, trying to get the best material together for our debut album. And also at the time, with no real money to our name, we didn't go in and record the debut album in a block at all. It was just like... 10 gigs, save up a bit of money, and then we could afford two days of recording. So the recording was staggered over this long period of time where songs were just coming and going. And yeah, the, I don't know, it just didn't really feel like there was a great sense of direction. And we were working on this song. I think Daniel, our drummer, might have actually texted me and said, we need a song that's like an upbeat stroke song, like a Last Night or Someday. The ones that almost have that swung old-fashioned kind of fast tempo feel. We didn't have anything quite like that. And I think I've more or less started writing this to his brief, being like, sure, I can, I can work on something. I was just noodling around putting this song together. To begin with, it was a ginormous strokes rip-off. <laughs> there was no acoustic guitar in it. It was all electric guitars and like just had way more of that interlocking parts kind of strokes feel. I remember it was only like a night or two before we were about to record it with our producer, Matt Redlick, and he came and visited us at the room we were rehearsing in and just wanted to listen to what we were working on and he brought his camera to just film us playing so he could have a, like a little document of what, of the songs we're working on and we played him this one <laughs> and I remember he said back to us straight away after we finished it he's like stop. With me, so stop. okay so that sounds exactly like the strokes <laughs> and it was sort of like you need to think of a way to, to change this <laughs> Um, so this was maybe one of the first songs where after hearing someone like Matt say, this needs a bit of thought if you want it to sound somewhat original, I got the acoustic guitar out, which I don't think we had any songs with acoustic guitar in them at this point. The band was like all electric, everything felt just like kind of rocky, and I put together the demo of me just singing it. Don't get carried away. Where did the lyrics and idea come from? 
I had just finished reading The God Delusion by Richard Dawkins. <laughs> Who made the designer? You know Richard Dawkins, right? Mm. He's like a science educator and he's very um, passionate about how bad religion is and spends an entire book talking about how he, he thinks there's no God. His book, I think, was coming from a fairly scientific perspective and trying to enlighten and inspire the reader and sort of say, hey, just because you might reject God doesn't mean that the world shouldn't sort of fill you with wonder or inspire you. There's definitely, it's no less amazing sort of thought I take for granted these days, but that was like a massive breakthrough moment in my thinking at that point. Um, and that really inspired the chorus, you know. I sort of <laughs> genuinely finished the book and sat there thinking, oh, it's nice to be alive. Sam Cromack from Ballpark Music. And he's telling you about the inspirations that went into their hit, It's Nice to Be Alive. So Sam, what else was inspiring you? I wouldn't have known it at the time, but the relationship I was in was sadly about to fall apart. And I think, obviously the book was inspiring that that sentiment a bit, sort of, you know, of looking at the world with wonder and, and sort of being grateful for this strange, magical life we have. But also is kind of me looking for the words, you know, looking for a way to console somebody, to help someone, because I feel like as I've gotten older too, I've learned a lot more about what it means to really care for somebody and give someone true understanding and, and true empathy. I was only really young at that point and, yeah, I, I really I feel that in the song too. In which lines in the chorus? Oh, well, you know, saying to someone, don't stress, that's dumb. If I was really trying to comfort somebody, I don't think I would say, hey, don't stress, that's dumb. You know, <laughs> I, think I, would, I think I would actually listen now instead of trying to be a young, typical male problem solver. <laughs> Is there an instrument or a particular part in this that stands out to you? I do remember working on the bass line a lot with Matt. I think it's probably a bit of an overlooked part. But the bass line, I think, originally was very simple and just kind of followed the chords. It goes boom, 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 boom. Which has really become like, for me, like a big part of the song because like I just did, you know, it's a singable melody. It doesn't match the rhythm of the drums or the rest of the band. And, yeah, and now when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's such an integral part of this recording. It really is. It's so lovely to hear how all the puzzle pieces ended up fitting together on It's Nice to Be Alive. Yeah, well, another part of the puzzle piece is the ridiculous um, guitar and piano lines that work together. They're the bits that go... So dumb. Like, it's the dumbest part. It's so... We would never write that anymore. I think that must have been part of the 
the whole Strokes rip-off thing. And I can still remember the day that it played on Triple J for the first time. Like, it had its premiere. I think it was just, like, on, around midday or something like that. I just knocked off at this coffee shop I was working at and it had just played on the radio. And it was like a bloody scene from a movie. I felt like... I probably wasn't, but it feels like in my memory I was skipping down the street. <laughs> Sam Cromack, thank you for coming in today and doing Under the Influence with us here on Triple J. It's my pleasure. checking out Inspired. We're a new podcast by Triple J. If you're keen, take a peek at the other episodes we've got in the feed. And if you want to stay up to date with new episodes, hit subscribe and we can stay in touch. I'm Linda Mariano. I'll see you next time.